you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. NFL Now is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. It's a Monday. Time to overreact as always here on NFL Now, NFL Network. Looking back to last night's game, yesterday's crazy finishes, and looking ahead to tonight, Monday night in Santa Clara. Andrew Siciliano, Steve Weich, thank you for being here as always. Coming up, what player decided to run to the bathroom with the use of the cart? We're going to leave that right there because that was a hell of a tease right there. It, it, I mean... I, I'm not mad at you. I'm not mad at you. And coaching news as well. Hot seats already, although I hate to use that phrase. Good. Highlights coming up shortly. Let's get some news, however, on a serious note right out of the gate with Ian Rappaport and Tom Pelissero, our insiders here as we lead off this hour with quarterback news, Tom. Quarterback news that came down within the last 30 minutes out of Miami where we have already made a decision the Dolphins have on Tua Tungavailoa this week. That's right, Andrew. No surprise here, but Dolphins coach Mike McDaniel says Tua Tungavailoa will not play this week against the Jets, which means backup quarterback Teddy Bridgewater, the well-traveled veteran, will be starting in Tungavailoa's place. At this point, Tua still in the concussion protocol following the injury that he suffered last Thursday night in Cincinnati. This, of course, also comes against the backdrop of a lot of other things going on between the NFL and the NFLPA. The NFLPA initiated an investigation that is now being conducted jointly. Tua is expected to speak with those investigators this week. The NFLPA has already terminated the unaffiliated neurotrauma consultant who is a part of that concussion check with Tua. And Ian, the union and league also still finalizing updated protocols that will address the gross motor instability loophole, for lack of a better term, that allowed the doctors to determine Tua had a back injury, not a head injury, that caused him to stumble at a time that, let's be very clear, everyone involved continues to insist 
Tua did not have a concussion in that game eight days ago against the Bills. He obviously had one on Thursday night and has continued to gather further information on that injury. Yeah, and it's clear plenty, plenty, plenty of caution is now being exercised for Tua Tagovailoa. Not going to play uh, this week, and we already know that, which means it's going to be Teddy Bridgewater. And, you know, there's a lot of reasons you sign a backup quarterback, Tom. And I think for the Dolphins, when no one was really sure what Tua was going to be, Bridgewater was paid a lot of money, a very high backup salary to come in and, and be a, a tremendous number two option. And, you know, it's an investment that most teams hope ends up being a waste because you never want to see your starter out. What the Dolphins have now is a quarterback in Bridgewater who has plenty of experience, plenty of starting experience, can really be put in any situation, and can go in there and more than hold his own in an offense with, you know, as much talent as really any offense in the NFL. So obviously it is a drop-off considering how Tua has been playing, but the Dolphins have protected themselves in the event of an injury, which unfortunately is happening now for Tua, uh, who, as you mentioned, should end up meeting with uh, investigators early, early this week in this investigation, which should end up wrapping up within a week or so. But the headline today, Teddy Bridgewater will start Sunday against uh, one of his former teams here. He was a Jet for about five minutes before getting traded to the Saints. Teddy Bridgewater, your Dolphin starter week five. Teddy's also a former Bronco, Tom. They got very bad injury news this morning. One of my favorite players, and you kind of knew it when you saw it, Javante Williams has a long recovery ahead of him. That's right, Andrew. Javante Williams suffering a torn ACL. That will end his season with the Broncos, as Ian reported, also has a torn LCL and additional damage here. So a lengthy recovery here for Javante Williams. The full expectation is he will be getting back to full strength. For the Broncos, Melvin Gordon, of course, was re-signed as the veteran to really be the number two this season behind Javante Williams, but he's had fumbling issues that have been a big problem so far as Nathaniel Hackett tries to build some momentum for that offense. They also have Mike Boone, who got quite a bit of work in that game yesterday against the Raiders, but there is no replacing a Javante Williams, one of the exciting players, the physical players, breaks a ton of tackles. Ian, that's a big piece of that offense that they're not going to have as, again, Hackett, Russell Wilson and company try to get that thing rolling. Yeah, and they're not the only team to lose their starting running back, Cordero Patterson. The Atlanta Falcons starting running back has really been one of the better stories of this year and last year, too, really flashed as a Full-time running back last year, now out four games after being placed on injured reserve. He's been battling a knee injury, really painful knee injury, tried to give it a go on Sunday. Uh, In the end, needing a procedure, which happened this morning, relatively minor procedure, so should be back right at four games. But Cadero Patterson uh, now on IR, and to fill his roster spot, Caleb Hundley, uh, who has impressed himself, as have really, honestly, all of the Atlanta Falcons running backs as they ran I don't know, 14 straight times on Sunday. Uh, he has now been signed to the active roster to take CP's spot. Browns without Miles Garrett and Jadavian Clowney knew it was coming there in the second half, and they could not stop it. Meantime, the Jonathan Taylor injury, not the only one, Tom, from that Colts-Titans game in Indianapolis. Tell me about Titans rookie receiver Traylon Burks. Traylon Burks suffering what Ian and I reported earlier today is turf toe, diagnosed after additional tests. Certainly looked like it could have been something worse than that, but that can be a very painful injury, a sprain, a stretching of the ligament under your big toe. The expectation at this point as we 
tweeted is that no surgery is going to be required here for Burks, but he quite possibly is going to miss multiple games, eventually could land on injured reserve. This was a big piece of that team. We saw him have a bit of a breakout game on Monday Night Football against the Bills a couple of weeks ago. The guy that they drafted with the pick to replace A.J. Brown, now Traylon Burks, not going to be on the field, and they're going to have to find a way at a time. The Titans seem to be building some momentum on offense, particularly in the first halves. How to replace the productivity they're getting from that promising rookie. Not to be dramatic, turf toe doesn't sound too bad for the you know the person sitting on the couch at home. Ask anyone who has had it. Uh, it's bad. No, it's awful. And it takes a while. So the Titans will be without Traylon Burks. We'll see how long that takes. Ian, we, we saw Brady, when he didn't see Legereus Sneed, got drilled there late in the second quarter, going to the sideline and shaking the arm. He seemed to be okay, though, in the second half. Any details? Yeah, my understanding is Tom Brady is going to be okay. And, you know, he has played with, I would say, similar injuries in the past. A little bit of a rotator cuff deal, not believed to be major, not believed to be something that will limit him going forward. Just really something that Tom Brady is going to keep an eye on. You know, we've talked about, I would say, for the last couple weeks, the possibility or likelihood or plan of Brady taking some Wednesdays off during the season. I would not be surprised if that happened this week. Uh, But Tom Brady is going to be okay, and, and I would say... Uh, it's nothing that will limit any of his accuracy or strength on his throws or really anything long-term. So nothing bad and a little bit of good news there for Tom Brady. Okay, we're excited for another game in London. It's the Giants and the Packers, in. What is Daniel Jones' status, however, for another game in London? Because he came back in, um, but he wasn't doing much, and they're going wildcat. I mean, they, they kind of yeah. had to piece it together there down the stretch. Yeah, Daniel Jones came back in, played a little receiver while Saquon was playing Wildcat quarterback. Yeah. Uh, My understanding is Daniel Jones is going to be okay long-term. It's not considered to be a major injury, just really an ankle sprain. And there is some optimism that he's able to get back on the field on Sunday. He's a really tough guy. He has played through a lot. Sounds like this is one that he believes that he can play through, and the Giants are right there with him. They know how tough he is, even if it has to limit his mobility I would say it is not a major injury and certainly realistic to see him on the field. Meanwhile, for Tyrod Taylor, their backup quarterback in the concussion protocol, he may not end up being able to be the backup. So Davis Webb, who is on the practice squad, could end up being elevated to serve. All right, Davis Webb could be called upon to dress Sunday, 9.30 Eastern time in London. Tom, Ian, thank you both. As promised, let's get to some highlights. Ravens, Bills, kind of, sort of, definitely lived up to the billing. The Bills had lost 39 straight games when trailing by 17. They win this one in Baltimore. Our defense, they played outstanding. They gave us a shot. Um, The second half, you know, our guys put their heads down. They worked. Um, That was a a tough football game by a very, you know, two tough teams. So um, give them credit. They had a really good plan going into it. and, uh, And we just found a way. We're very confident in our defense. Defense's ability to stop them down there with the ball on the two-yard line. So we got them backed up. If we don't get it, didn't turn out that way, unfortunately, and we lost the game. So hindsight, you could take the points. But if you look at it analytically, I understand why we did it. I was fine with it, you know, because if we would have executed that, we would have scored a touchdown. That one didn't be no question right now. You know, nobody wouldn't be disappointed. Next time we'll get it. All right, Lamar Jackson, hi there, GRD. Lamar Jackson Hello. says what everyone says. Hey, if it worked, you guys wouldn't be complaining. Like, it didn't work, obviously. You pointed out earlier, Mike, that Lamar missed a couple of guys who could have been open before forcing it there to the back of the corner. He had to. But, Steve, where do you stand? You have the best kicker 
in the history of the game. It is an automatic three, pretty much any kicker automatic three from that point. Why not just take the lead? Well, there you, you take the lead. You, I mean, you kick it. You see the length of the game, the amount of time. Okay, Buffalo's getting the ball back one way or another. That's why you have to get points right there. I mean, again, I understand why they did it. They had a long drive. They made some plays, but the field was condensed. The three previous plays did not go well. This is where you get the points. And there's just a lot of questionable things that happened at the end of this game because as Buffalo came down and drove down the field, Mike, you saw – most, as they were about to score, a lot of Ravens defenders were trying to, to let Singletary get into the end zone, but then they tackle him before the end zone. You see other defenders raise their hands like, dude, we were supposed to let him score. Odafe always said that he, he decided in the moment, I think I can strip it. Well, okay, that blew up. But maybe that, that's what led to the Marcus Peters confrontation. With John Harbaugh, Mike, but again, for the for the Ravens, this is the second time they've unraveled like this. No points offensively in, in the second half here. Only 10 when they blew the big lead to Miami, and Miami scored 35. So they've got some things they absolutely have to clean up, but this is still a very, very good team. Yeah, they, they are. And I, I look, I, I still put it, you say take the points, and like I said at the beginning of this, I'm a take the points guy, but that's how they've operated. And there's defensively, they had 90-whatever, 95. They couldn't stop them, make a play. They just can't seem to make a play when they need it most. And don't forget, it wasn't just Josh Allen running through them this week. The week before, it was Mac Jones. Mac right. Jones had some big scrambles for big yards in that game. I mean, that's that just that can't happen, Andrew. He did it, and, and you know, Josh Allen is, well, many times the athlete that Mac Jones is. So you give him space, and he's going to do the same thing. They just they stopped the run, but they couldn't stop Josh running, and they couldn't stop Josh throwing when they needed to because, obviously, that first half, they controlled the tempo of that football game. So many teams here, and not just the Ravens, a tale of two different halves. Baltimore could not close this thing out just like they couldn't a couple of weeks ago against Miami. I do kind of, I mean, throw the analytics out. I get the logic here. Make them go the length of the field, and mm -hmm. if we kick the three, then we kick off. They get the benefit of a minimum of 25 yards on a touchback, and then it's a short field to line up for a potential tying field goal. Here. Tying. 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 I understand it. It didn't work. Lamar Jackson sees someone open there. Maybe it does. All right. Andrew, they got, you, Andrew, they got Marlon Humphrey, Chuck Clark, Marcus Williams, Marcus Peters. There's make enough guys. Somebody make a play. Make a play play. Coming up, back to what we saw on the field yesterday from the Philadelphia Eagles, the only remaining undefeated 4-0 team of the National Football League was tested yesterday. They ran right through that test. Nothing can stop me. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. 
Shop now at a store near you. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, White, it's kind of a cool scene yesterday. Doug Peterson back in Philadelphia, pouring rain, warm ovation. Love that. Philly fans, there you go. And his team got out to the big 14-0 lead, and then the Eagles took over, the defense took over. Trevor Lawrence turned it over five times, including four lost fumbles. That's the most for any player in any game as far back as we can search, which is 91. Miles Sanders scored a couple of touchdowns. Sorry, Doug. Eagles still undefeated, but it was a cool day, you know? It's just the fact that you're you're looking a little different perspective but on the other sideline. But, you know, obviously spent a lot of time in that stadium, and, and um, you know, fans were great today, uh, as expected. And, um, you know, just unfortunate for us. You lose a game, it's not... It's not. It's not fun. But I mean, obviously, it's more frustrating when, um, when you personally d- didn't play well and had a lot of opportunities and, and kind of um, just didn't take advantage of them. You know, turn the ball over way too much. You're not really going to win any games turning it over five times. And um, so yeah, it's really, really frustrating, disappointing. Um, but we got to have a short memory, just like we do when we win. Up 14-0, down 14-0. You control what you can. Um, do your job and execute, dominate your box individually, um, you, you tend to do good, good things. Um, and I think today this team didn't flinch. Um, we found a way. That's a sharp-dressed young man right there. Jalen Hurts and the Eagles are 4-0. Philadelphia is one of the last seven games that Jalen Hurts has started at quarterback going back to last year. They are undefeated through 4. 4-0 for the first time since 4 Steve, when they actually lost in Jacksonville in the Super Bowl. Super Bowl 39, they were 13-3 and that year. The schedule sets up nicely. What stands out to you about yesterday? Hey, they're, they're starting to answer a lot of questions. I mean, look, the fact that they came back from 14 down early, Hassan Reddick on defense was an absolute terror. And then the, the way they just dominated physically in bad weather, right? Because we know in Philadelphia and the NFC East up in that region, they're going to be playing in bad weather. They ran the ball. They took apart a defense, which entered as the top rushing defense in the NFL. Miles Sanders went absolutely bananas with 144. The offensive line, I mean, we can't talk about this offensive line enough. Look at the blocking right there for Sanders. 
the physicality again, that is not a chump change front that they were going up against, and they handled them. And then on the other side of the ball, to get the four forced fumbles from Trevor Lawrence and get the pick, it's just a complete effort against a much better Jacksonville team. I mean, look, you look at the domination that the Eagles had, 31 more offensive plays, almost twice the time of possession. It still seems a one-possession game. That goes to show you that these, again, are not the Jags that we used to know, but Philadelphia is put together and built to win in these bad weather climates. In these good weather climates, they can hit the explosive plays and play a physical style of football. This was an emotional game here, right? It was kind yeah. of a test for the Jaguars. They're 2-1. Doug Peterson's coming back home. You saw the, the cool scenes there with Hurts, with Kelsey afterwards, with Peterson. They love the guy. Doug's team's out to the 14-0 lead. Yeah. Andre Sisco, Syracuse, pick six. Like, it looks as if everything's going Jacksonville's way, but that guy we saw with a good-looking suit there kept it calm. They dominated time of possession, and they're 4-0 now heading to Arizona coming up on Sunday. But let's not forget about the Cowboys. Now the contractually obligated Dallas Cowboys portion of our broadcast day. I kid. Um, Cooper Rush is still doing it with Dak potentially maybe back this week, but unlikely. Cooper Rush keeps making plays and great to see Michael Gallup. Gallup back. Extend the play. Hit Gallup on there. Gallup runs through the route. A fantastic play by the Cowboys. Mike McCarthy pumps his fists and we fast forward to the fourth quarter. Oh. Washington is hanging around, but CeeDee Lamb could still be running up the tunnel if he wanted to. Cowboys have now won eight straight in the division and the defense a big part of it. They're the reason we're winning. I mean, it's just plain and simple. Those guys, I mean, 10 points in the NFL is pretty impressive. And we gave them, I mean, they had, I think uh, they had really good field position all day. Um, and our defense just kept them out of the end zone, kept getting off the field. Um, as an offense, knowing that they have your back like that, it's huge. It's one of their messages is we have everyone's back. And, um, and they, you know, they, Walk the walk. Coming up, they finally made the switch in Pittsburgh. Is Pickett a sign of a rebuild? We'll tell you what one Steeler said after the game. Coming up. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. 
Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, <laughs> he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. Like that, see that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because it ain't it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Mike Tomlin had finally seen enough at halftime yesterday. He sent Mitch Trubisky to the bench and he brought in Kenny Pickett and the crowd loved them. Some Kenny Pickett. He ran for two rushing touchdowns, but here the chance to put the game away. White, second and 15, fourth quarter. He throws it high for Pat Fryer, Muth, and Michael Carter picks it off. Yeah, and that's it. I mean, he gave the Jets the opportunity to go ahead and seal it. And the Jets had life. Zach Wilson marched him down the field. This was originally called a fumble. It was changed to a touchdown. A Brees Hall touchdown. And the Steelers fall to one and three. Let's give the Jets credit. The Jets Receipts, credit. baby. But the Steelers fall to one and three in back-to-back years for the first time since 1935, Mike Tomlin. Just thought we needed a spark, man. We didn't do much um, in the first half. Uh, not enough offensively and, you know, thought he could provide a spark for us. you expect that decision to stick into next week? You know, I'm not going to talk extended as we sit here. We did what we needed to do to put ourselves in position to win this game and um, would do it again. I do not like to lose. This is not a good feeling. Uh, I don't want it to be a familiar feeling, so I definitely want to get back out there and and get a victory, um, you know, and get us back on track. So I I think, you know, a little bit of an edge to me. Um, I, I want that to rub off on everybody. I want us to be, you know, have an attitude with us out there on the field. So I'm excited to get back to work. Oh, the crowd loved it, Steve, Judy. Crowd loved their local guy. He, he's not from Pittsburgh. He played at Pitt, obviously. He had the two rushing touchdowns. It was a different feel in the building. But Judy, Kenny Pickett also got picked off three times. And this week, let me check the schedule. Oh, they're in Buffalo. So what does Mike Tomlin do? Well, far be it from me to tell Mike Tomlin what to do. But I can't imagine you go back now to Mitchell Trubisky. Tomlin said it himself. They needed a spark, not just in the game yesterday. They've needed a spark offensively all season. That offense has been stagnant the entire time. And he did give them a spark in the second half. They were five of six on third down conversions, 178 yards of offense. He had the two rushing touchdowns. Yes, he had the three interceptions. Rookie mistakes. You hope that he learns from those. But I can't imagine you go backwards when the offense was near the bottom of the league in most major categories. You are still in this. This is not a rebuilding. They don't do rebuilds in Pittsburgh. You're in it in that division. And I think going forward, you give him all the reps in practice as the starter. Yes, Buffalo is a very difficult opponent. But this is why you drafted the guy in the first round. 100%, Judy. And we knew this moment was coming at some point during the season. And and you nailed it when you said the one thing about the Steelers' offense, they just had no flow. They had no pop to them whatsoever. And and the fact that they are in playoff contention, they had to make this move. Out playoff contention early in the, the whole, season. The whole division. But the fact that the whole division is kind of right there. They had to make this move. And I cannot see them going back right now. Like you said, they drafted Kenny Pickett in the first round because they knew at some point they had to do this. They knew Mitch Trubisky was a Band-Aid. He's a mobile quarterback. He's going to let them open up their offense a little bit, and he will bring some juice. He's going to make some mistakes, but he's probably going to make some wild plays as well. The schedule is what it is. So they go up against Buffalo. 
They don't have any tape on them. I mean, that's what they're going to say. They got no tape on you. So let's go see and roll our dice. Defense, you got to step up and play. Pittsburgh is not in a rebuild. That, that, no. That just, like you said, Judy, that doesn't happen in Pittsburgh. This was going to happen. They had to make it happen. And for some people, it actually happened a little too late. Deontay Johnson, quote, obviously it's a rebuilding year. Yeah. End quote. Okay. Mm. However, mm. yeah. Deontay Johnson, Steeler wide receiver, afterwards says it is no excuse. They are one and three, but as mentioned, the Browns, the Bengals, and the Ravens are all two and two. So the division is right there. Judy, the Jets are also two and two. And they did something yesterday that they had not done in seven years. They won consecutive road games, 50 straight road games. They had gone without winning back-to-back road games. Talk about a team that needed a spark, right? I mean, and Zach Wilson finally making his appearance this season gave them the spark they needed. He was not great in the first three quarters. He was kind of up and down. He did catch that touchdown pass, which was pretty awesome. But in the fourth quarter, he was everything they hoped Zach Wilson could be. Completed 10 of 12 passes, led them on the two long touchdown scoring drives to bring them from a 10-point deficit in Pittsburgh. That's nothing to sneeze at. Really tremendous effort from him. You love to hear the stories from the huddle. Brees Hall told reporters afterwards that on that last scoring drive, Zach Wilson got in the huddle and said, let's score an effing touchdown. I was with them during training camp, and I remember Robert Sala telling me they loved the more vocal leadership that Zach Wilson was developing. That's what they need at the New York Jets. That's what he gave them yesterday. Lots of excitement around the New York Jets right now. Zach Wilson also caught a touchdown in the first half. They ran a Philly special or maybe a Pittsburgh special, call it what you may. And he said that when he saw them flowing the other way, he knew he had the score because, quote, I have the best hands on the team. (laughs) Something like that. So swaggy Zach and the Jets. Win again, and now the Jets, eh, what do the Jets do? They go home and they get the Dolphins. That one's going to be interesting. Okay, guys, I mentioned the Ravens. Let's do that game because the Ravens did it again. They blew another lead. Lamar Jackson played great in the first half. Josh Allen saved his best stuff for the second half. We'll pick it up third quarter here. It's 2013. The Ravens had been up 20-3. to Josh Allen is a bulldozer, 11-yard touchdown. All of a sudden, 17 unanswered, Steve. We are tied at 20, and then the game kind of sort of came down to this. Nine-minute draw. Oh. John Harbaugh goes for it on fourth down. I mean, look, you understand why? Because the offense is flowing. They converted a lot of plays right there, but you got to get the points at this point of the game. And they don't. Jordan Poyer picks off Lamar Jackson, second straight drive. Poyer picks him off, and the Ravens never got the ball back. Allen drives him down. Remember, they took over inside the five, drives him all the way down. Tyler Bass, game-winning field goal. 23-20. to 20. Josh Allen somehow wins. John Harbaugh, why didn't you kick? Our defense, they played outstanding. They gave us a shot. Um, the second half, you know, our guys put their heads down. They worked. Um, that, was a, that was a tough football game by a very, you know, two tough teams. So um, give them credit. They had a really good plan going into it. And, uh, and we just found a way. We're very confident in our defense. Defense's ability to stop them down there with the ball on the two-yard line. So we got them backed up. If we don't get it, didn't turn out that way, unfortunately, and we lost the game. So hindsight, you could take the points. But if you look at it analytically, I understand why we did it. I was fine with it, you know, because if we would have executed that, we would have scored a touchdown. That one didn't be no question right now. You know, nobody wouldn't be disappointed. Next time we'll get it. You turn on your morning shows today. Hi there, Mike Giardi. Not just Good Morning Football. I'm flipping around trying to take in everything. Mike, this was the one conversation. 
Mm-hmm. You hold the ball for nine minutes. Basically, I mean, there's only two drives in this quarter, in essence. You have the greatest kicker to ever put on cleats. Why don't you take the points here? It's a great question, and I'm a take-the-points guy, so normally that's the side I'm going to go on. But this is how Harbaugh has coached this thing for the last several years. They trust their analytics, and more importantly, they trust their quarterback to make plays when it when it matters. And he's put the ball in his hands time and time again. You remember the game in Seattle? You want to go for it? Yeah, we're going to go for it. We're going to score. That's sort of the approach that he's taken. And quite frankly, if Lamar sees Devin Duvernay, who is open right from jump, it's a touchdown. If he sees Mike Davis in the flat, it's a touchdown, but he doesn't. He sees the rush. By the time he goes to Duvernay, he's thrown off the back foot, doesn't get enough on it. And Jordan Boyer, who is in no man's land, kind of in the middle of the field, is able to come over and make the interception. And now you look at it and say, well, do they trust their defense? And, well, I would tell you they shouldn't. They shouldn't, right? They're 32nd against the pass this year. And that's not just something that happened because of the Miami game. This is now a trend that's continued over the last three weeks. They're 30th overall in total defense. And they just haven't made stops when they absolutely have to make stops. And and they were hurt on that last drive. A questionable call on Stevens, a roughing the passer penalty. Didn't like that. Jerome Bogar thought he got him in the neck. I didn't think he did, but that was the call. So here you are now. They're 2-2. Two and two. They could easily be 4-0. Marcus Peters is yelling at Harbaugh. Harbaugh is yelling at Peters. And no one heard from Peters after the game because he left the locker room. So I'll be interested to see where that one goes today and forward. Interesting. With the Ravens now getting the Bengals on Sunday night, that game is in Baltimore, where the Ravens have now lost five in a row at home. That is the worst in franchise history, obviously, the new Ravens here. We reset when they move to Baltimore. All right, let's uh, talk about Josh Allen, give them credit, because they do deserve credit. Down 17, they got that key touchdown late in the second quarter to get within striking distance. They had lost 39 consecutive games when trailing by 17 or more. The last quarterback to lead them back was that TNF analyst, Ryan Fitzpatrick. Yeah, and look, that play before the half, Patrick Queen dropped an interception on that drive, and then Josh Allen, and they are able to take it in, get points, and it sort of changed the whole flow of the game. In fact, I was listening to the Ravens broadcast a little bit in my car at one point, and they were like, ever since that play, it hasn't gone right. But it doesn't go right when you're playing Josh Allen pretty much every week. He, he's just so good, and he does so many things. And look, I've harped on this point because his head coach, Sean McDermott, has harped on it. He doesn't want him to run the ball this much and expose himself to this many hits despite being 6'5 and 240 pounds. The problem with that is you can't shut off the competitor in Josh Allen. He he made a quote about Ken Dorsey losing his mind last week. We all saw the video about, well, you show me someone who's happy with losing or fine with losing, and I'll show you a loser. Well, well, that's Josh Allen. He's not going to say, you know what, I'm going to slide here. I'm going to run out of bounds. No, he thinks he can make a play, and more often than not, he does make a play. He's a fierce competitor, and he dragged them back into the game. You know, last week I dropped the stat. I think it was 83% of the snaps against Miami, the 90 plays, that he either threw the ball or ran it. Well, it was 77% in this one. Less less snaps overall, 62 offensive snaps. But he is just a massive part of what they do. 11 rushes yesterday, 36 passes, had a bunch of drops, and yet he still wills them to victory. He's he's just that good. He's, he's as good as anyone in the league. Yes, he is. And they are that good. And now they get Kenny Pickett and the one and three Steelers. Mm-hmm coming to Orchard Park and a Pittsburgh defense that has a lot of injuries. Minka Fitzpatrick and Cam Hayward both left that game in the second half. Thank you, Mike Giardi. Yes, sir. 
Hope you got up early and watched NFL Network, another game in London, and we got one coming up this Sunday. What a cool scene at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. Saints, Vikings go to the fourth quarter. Justin Jefferson had 10 catches. He also had this rushing touchdown to the Vikings take a lead, 25-22. Will Lutz, however, remember this. This is a 60-6-0 yard field goal. 60 would tie the game at 25, but the Vikings would retake the lead. So now it's up to Will Lutz. This is a 61-yard field goal. Will Lutz! Oh! It's a London doink, a London doink. Uh, what did Henry Hodgson tweet? A double doink in London. Like, it's, oh, so close. Vikings, no, sorry, Dennis Allen. Vikings win. Kirk Cousins, yeah, put him up. 28-25. We handled a lot this week, you know? We left on Thursday, had our work in, we got out here, you guys were pros, through and through, able to battle all the way down to the very, very end. Unbelievable performance to just come together and keep on playing off of one another. Defense getting a stop when we had to have it. Offense going back and getting the lead. Eventually this thing's gonna come together where we're just situational. Lennison tackles, 100 career start for the Minnesota Vikings, Eric Big win for the Vikings now, three and one. Look at this shot here. Look kids, Big Ben Parliament behind Stacey Dale. She's no longer stuck in Nottingham Forest like she was last week. Uh, and the Vikings aren't stuck either, <laughs> Stacy. How about that <laughs> resilient performance to go to three and one? Yes, this skyline is stunning. I mean, my crew just hooked us up right here. That's the uh, the Parliament behind us, really, and Big Ben, of course. Uh, just a fantastic job by my crew. What a game. I do not want to hear about anything double doink around Will Lutz. He was remarkable in this game. To nail that 60-yarder, Andrew, and then to miss 61 yards, I mean, come on. It was almost through. Everybody thought it was going through. I watched it. Um, but to say that and understand that what the Minnesota Vikings did was put together another resilient performance. We saw it against Detroit down the stretch, and we saw it on Sunday at Tottenham, which was an electric crowd here in London, sold out, by the way. The Packers and Giants game is sold out next week. But how about the Vikings finding ways to win? Kirk Cousins after the game told us that, listen, we can't come away with five field goals, but the fact that they hit five field goals, care of Greg Joseph, fantastic. And that's how they found a way to win. They struggled in the red zone mightily, but it's all about response with this team. When I talked to Delvin Cook immediately after the game, he was so excited playing through that shoulder injury. He told me that Head coach Kevin O'Connell, who has totally resurrected and changed already this culture with these Vikings, talked about response, right? That is the operative word, respond. And that is exactly what this team did. And I asked Kevin O'Connell about it last night after the game in his presser. He told me that there's no flinch, even when things don't go our way. And why that's important, Andrew, as you know, this is only week four. They have the Bears next Sunday, who just lost to the Giants, who will be here this coming weekend. But essentially, they are finding ways to win when things aren't perfect. Justin Jefferson came alive in the football game, and uh, I really couldn't think they'd be more thrilled. The big, obviously, marring issue for them 
and sadly uh, was Lewisine, their their rookie safety. We continue to pray for him with that lower leg fracture, having surgery here, staying back in London, and will transition back to Minnesota when he is able to do so. That is a tough blow for the rookie. Yeah, tough scene there. Lewis scene, we send our best as the Vikings head home right now without him yes. to face the Bears, whereas the Saints go home, banged up as well, didn't have Jameis Winston. They're riding a three-game losing streak, and now they face the Seahawks, Stacey. What's next for New Orleans after what we saw there Sunday? Health and cleaning up turnovers. Those are the two things, right? Jameis Winston, I talked to him actually uh, before the game. He was just sitting on the bench, and I said, how are you? And he said, basically, I'll get there. And I had a fracture in my back once, Andrew, and I, I said that to him, and he just went like this to me, four. Four fractured vertebrae in his back. I mean, the fact that he has been playing through this is a marvel in itself, but really his body didn't respond. And at some point, Dennis Allen, the head coach, said after the game, we had to give Andy Dalton the ability to prepare properly for this football game. And then you think about Elvin Kamara with that rib injury. He pushed through it leading up to the Carolina game, just couldn't push through it. They wanted to give him a rest week here. So to not see them and Michael Thomas in this game, but turnovers are the problem. They have the worst turnover differential in the National Football League, Andrew, and 11 giveaways offensively. They had two fumbles. They gave the football to the Vikings, and Andy Dalton said after the game, we could have won the game, but we gave the football away, and that was the difference. Andy. They have to clean those things up. Maybe some more turnover drills in practice. We'll see. Andy Dalton had to play that one. As Jameis Winston couldn't go. Long flight home with four back fractures. Hopefully they bumped him up to first and gave him one of the lay flats. Thank you, Stacey Dales there. Beautiful so. shot. NFL Now is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.